0: Hello, everyone. This is Divine Intervention, and we are coming to you because we feel like it's time to talk Michigan football again. I'm Derek Divine, with me, Craig Compton. Two voices that I'm sure you remember from all of your times listening to Wolverine sounds. We're back. It's a hot summer, and Michigan football is on
1: our minds. Craig, how are you today? I'm good. It's good to be back. Uh, Looking forward to this season. I just told you a little while ago, I feel like this is the the least prepared that I have been for a season uh, since maybe Rich Roddo was around, not not because of my expectations for this year, but I don't know, just a, a handful of things, I think, maybe just the way last year shook out and maybe me not being on social media and not seeing things nonstop on Twitter about this guy and that guy and who did what over the summer break and uh, I don't know, I think a handful of things, but nonetheless, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great season, and I look for a much better season than last year.
0: I'm excited to just start talking about Michigan football in general. I think for me, I'm, I'm a little bit more connected in the social media realm and paying attention to, to everything happening. Just decided to take some time to, to not maybe talk about it in terms of our opinions and I think part of the reason is, is because of how last season ended up shaping up. I mean, it's just, it's always hard to to have a season go uh, kind of the opposite of you, how you wanted it to go. Anything from the first loss in the monsoon to Michigan State to, to ending with a, just a choke job uh, in a bowl that you really weren't even excited about Michigan being in in the first place. And I think you head into the off season with a lot of question marks. Uh, people are excited because of Shea Patterson. Uh, being eligible uh, transferring from Old Miss. And, and I think that there's obviously a lot of positives. You look at the defense and how outstanding they can be, young receiver talent, guys coming back from injuries, uh, a running back core that could be very dominant. I mean, there's a lot of awesome things to think about. But I think the older I get, the less interested I am in the way-too-early preseason rankings and and all of these guys that come out about Who's going to be better, Michigan or Michigan State? Can Michigan finally beat Ohio State? I'm honestly just ready to watch great football. And come September 1st against Notre Dame, I am I am so ready to, to see that rivalry renewed. Uh, it's going to be a very tough game uh, on the road at night in South Bend. It always is. The last time they traveled there, they got blanked. Horrible game. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I remember. But... I don't think that will happen I think that that would be a stretch to to think that Michigan would not score in their opening game but for me I'm just I'm curious uh but more so than curious and trying to predict the season at this point I'm just ready for football
1: to return yeah I think uh whenever that the Amazon um documentary came out what was that April or May uh, I know you and I talked about it and fired me up quite a bit for for the season and It was cool to look back on last season and kind of in retrospect because during the season it was like, oh, my God, this is the worst team ever. I can't stand this. And and you just – you think it's way worse than it actually is. And then to go back, you know, how many ever months later and look back on the season and see, man, that that team actually was pretty good. Had they had a quarterback, who knows what what could have been different. I mean, you look at the Michigan State game, that could have been different if they could have scored – um, obviously, both teams were struggling in the rain, but still, they couldn't move the ball at all. Even before the rain, they were kind of struggling there. So, you look at that game, um, and then the Wisconsin game, I think, before Peters goes out with the injury, that's another game that, that I think that could have been a different result had they had somebody back there that could lead them a little bit better than John O'Corn did. And then, obviously, he played well in the Ohio State game, but just not quite enough. And then, we all remember his final pass there in the Ohio State game. So... Last year was not as bad as, as maybe some people like to think it was. Um, don't, don't look at last year and look at the overall record and think, man, this team is, is going to be crap this year. Um, they have way too many weapons on both sides of the ball, especially the defensive side. But even on offense, there are so many talented guys that you know they're one or two players away from being a really, really good football team this year. Yeah, I like the documentary because
0: it kinda of put the season in a new perspective that I've never that we've all of us have never seen before. Unless you're able to follow the team really closely and, and spend time uh, with the actual players and the coaching staff and just kinda of painted a new picture for me. Made me wish that I had that same picture back in, in Brady Hoke's first good year or some of the Rich Rod years just to see kind of what that dynamic was and where things went wrong. I think we learned a lot about just kind of the inner workings of the program in general. And so I would love for them to do that again. I would watch that over and over and over again uh, and continue to year after year. So for me, I think a lot of positive things. Like I really like the way Pep Hamilton handled things. I think of him uh, returning and having a big shot uh, to, to help lead the offense. Jim McIlwain coming in, obviously, it was big news in the off season. There's a lot of cool things that have happened uh, Ed Warner, another guy, come help in the, the offensive line. There's a lot of great changes that have been made. Like you said, very loaded on both sides. And I honestly think that you can't get worse than last season. Like you said, it probably stung worse than it actually was looking back at it. I mean, in the moment when you're losing 42-13 to 13 to Penn State on the road and Penn State looks like they are about to win a national championship, that hurts. Uh, that twenty four ten game against Wisconsin, which was much closer than twenty four ten, that obviously is painful. Having quarterback injuries all year, having a guy in John O'Corn what you just wished he would play well. Uh, just couldn't seem to put it together. And when he finally has his biggest opportunity uh, against Ohio State, uh, can't come through and throws one of the worst passes we've seen in the last probably five years of football in terms of Michigan quarterbacks. There at the end and. I just think that this year will be fun because there's there's a lot going for the Wolverines. I think last year was they're young, how will they look. This year, you're kind of back into that 2016 feel of this is a national championship caliber team. And I believe it. However, they have to prove a lot uh, that they've been unable to do
1: in Harbaugh's first few years. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because those were kind of my two biggest takeaways. One being... If Don Brown does not get you fired up to get out there and hit somebody, uh, I don't know what is because his speech at halftime of the Florida game was unlike anything I've ever seen. The F-bomb being thrown around, uh, about every other word, uh, just got me fired up so I can only imagine what it was actually like being in that locker room and then coming out and and playing as tough as they did in the second half. Um, But then the, the other biggest thing was maybe just a personal takeaway and for me, a lot of times, I think I get caught up in college athletics and think it's the you know the big stage, it's the pro sports, and I think a lot of other people get caught up in that too. But this documentary really put that into perspective that these are kids, that they're you know, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids that you know, they, they're busting their butt all week, going to practice, going to the games, but then you know after practice, they're at Outback Steakhouse with their mom, Rashawn Gary. You know, you saw that scene of him with his mom having having a heart-to-heart with her. And so put into perspective, like you said, John O'Korn, you during the season it was very easy to see him on Saturdays and think, oh, my God, this guy is the worst possible person that we could put out there, and I cannot stand him. But then you see this documentary, and you see how much he actually cares about his team and about the game and about the university. And for me, anyway, it made me... You know, change my opinion on John O'Corn and well, maybe he wasn't the best fit at quarterback at that time. It, it definitely changed my opinion on on him as a person, and some other guys. Maybe it negatively changed my opinion just on how they handled things and how they you know, handled situations or or different teammates.
0: For me, I, I think it just ultimately changes my perspective on how I talk about Michigan football and how I'll look at it, and and from that. Human approach of like these are these are real human beings. These aren't robots that are just out there making money like some of, some of the professionals are. I mean, these are passionate kids. These are kids that are balancing academics and and uh, athletics. They've got real relationships with family members and significant others. And there's a lot of a lot of non-football things happening. I think that's why these trips uh, that Jim Harbaugh's been able to take his team on the last two years are so big because. It allows them to, to live more of a life together as teammates and bond outside of football. And so I think that for me going into the season, it really changes the viewpoint that I've previously had as a fan. And just remembering that, hey, not everything on the field might end up how we want it to be as fans. But we've got to remember that what, what is hurtful for us and what, what we think sucks it's got to be so much harder for for the guys that are actually playing out the game, and and I think that there's a lot of guys even able to watch themselves and reflect on how they handled things. I think that will change um, their their opinions and their outlook on life too, and and just watching a lot of uh, uh, stuff that Jim Harbaugh says, whether in the docu in in the doc or just general in life, just his outlook on, on turning. These guys, young young men, and into into men, and to to greater people beyond football. Something that he really talked about, uh, Bo being able to do. And for me, it's just it's more exciting when you kind of have that personal connection. And I think that that Doc allowed us to really connect on a deeper level in terms of a team that we obviously love watching. So on moving forward to looking at the schedule. I know that it's it's early and there's a lot of things you can't predict, but it's a tough schedule. I mean, you you got to play Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Penn State three weekends in a row. Uh, you get a game at Rutgers and, and Indiana before traveling to Ohio State, Michigan State, and Ohio State on the road. Obviously, uh, Wisconsin, Penn State at home, as Michigan played them on the road last year, but. Uh, really, once you get to uh, October, you've got a brutal schedule. And what do you think of that, and, and how do you think that will play out, just kind of briefly looking at it?
1: Well, yeah, looking at it, they do play those three games in a row, but they do have that off week, uh, I believe, between Michigan State and Penn State, so I think that will that'll help them a little bit. Still, it doesn't take away from the opponent. It still makes for a very tough, tough little stretch there, I think, At very least, I think they can get through that 2-1. and I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy again for having such high expectations, but everything that they're returning from last year with the addition of some new pieces and, and, you know, we can throw out whoever at quarterback. I don't care. It's an upgrade from what we had last year. Uh, Even if it's Brandon Peters, it's another year under his belt. It's a healthy Brandon Peters. It's a better offensive line is the key. Um, so really you can throw out any of those, uh, I guess those two guys you could throw out and say, we're at definitely at an upgrade from what we were last year. So definitely a tough stretch. Um, I don't really see them slipping up before that. I mean, obviously the Notre Dame game is going to be a tough game, but after that, I don't see them losing to Western, uh, to SMU, Nebraska, Northwestern or Maryland. So I think, you know, if they can get to that point, if they can get to October, they're sitting okay. Um, obviously, October and November are the toughest toughest months on the schedule, but if they can, I don't know, if they can squeak through there with two out of the three as wins, I think they're set, sitting pretty good.
0: I look at the schedule, and the first thing that comes to mind in a comparison to last year is you've got that marquee game at the beginning. Uh, it's not a neutral site, and I think Notre Dame... In two thousand eighteen, it'll be better than what Florida was in two thousand seventeen, or at yeah. least what Florida proved to be in two thousand and seventeen. For sure, and and so I think last year you go into the Florida game thinking that this game is really going to tell a lot about the season. These are young guys. There's a lot of young talent returning. Uh, what will the season look like? And I don't think that was the case. Uh, they obviously beat Florida. Uh, you find out Florida's not actually that good. Uh, they struggle at multiple times against both Cincinnati and Air Force, even though they ultimately go on to win those games. And I think that this year, when I look at the schedule, I, I want to have more patience because you never know what the team is going to look like, especially when you consider injuries. And so you get to a Purdue game and, and, and uh, William bate goes down, you can't predict that, right? So you right. can't look at Florida and say, oh, this team beat a, a marquee opponent, Uh, on national television and and the world's best stadium when it comes to to entertainment and and, and indoor football and you you see okay this team is a national championship caliber team I know we were talking that they were young and blah 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 so on and so forth and then reality happens and they end up having a, a very average season in the viewpoint of many so at what point in the season do you feel comfortable if they're winning and playing well uh, do you feel comfortable, assuming healthy as well, um, that Michigan is going to still have a shot at the playoff? At what point do you think that kind of uh, starts to speak for itself?
1: Um, you know, I want to say maybe after that after that Penn State game, um, but just history in the last few years, I don't feel safe saying anything until after Ohio State. Um, I don't even want to have those discussions because just like you said last year, how, I mean, and they go in and they, they crush Florida in the second half and really they played terrible in the first half. They played one good half of football and all of a sudden we're sitting in week two talking about Michigan winning the national championship all of a sudden with a lot of new guys that we didn't know anything about. So I think it's really easy in sports, especially in college athletics to really jump the gun, I don't necessarily want to be that person anymore because I, I think about a couple of years ago and, and they go in and lose to Iowa and it's like, okay, well, I had that game as an automatic win pretty much. Not an automatic win because that's a tough place to play at night, but that sh- that's a game they should have won and they didn't and you saw how the rest of the season worked out. So I don't want to be that guy jumping the gun and I'm going to encourage everybody else to, but I, I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I'm right with you in, in terms of, of that mindset I think that's smart and for me I just think it just becomes it's harder and harder to predict a season no matter who you are and that's maybe Alabama Ohio State some of these teams Clemson that seem to be really good all the time in the last few years but I mean even Ohio State went and got blitzed by Iowa uh, randomly in the season and that's not something that people expected as tough as a place as Iowa is to play I look at the Notre Dame game as a huge opportunity, similar to Florida, to to come out and prove that you're going to have a chance. Like you said, even though the season didn't go as we expected, it was still a season that uh, Michigan accomplished some great things and we're pretty close in a couple of games to to really turning around the whole outlook of the season. So I think you go into that Notre Dame game and you, you come out of that with a victory, I think that's huge. There should be no problem with Western, with SMU, with Nebraska, Northwestern, even Maryland, all teams that, sure, they have a shot to beat Michigan, maybe outside of, of Western Michigan, you could say. Uh, but chances of them going 6-0 by the time they uh, face Wisconsin again at home, I think the chances are pretty high. And if a team is 6-0, it doesn't matter who you are, you're in the national championship conversation uh, at that point. And so then you can, say, be a team at home like Wisconsin, uh, get revenge on Michigan State, a team you should have crushed last year. Uh, and then, obviously, uh, revenge on, on Penn State. I think you win those three games, then the conversation becomes really real. And I think deservedly so, because you just beat three teams in four weeks that uh, have a chance to, to do some pretty big things in the Big Ten themselves. And then you really just have to finish off Rutgers and Indiana. And then, obviously, the Ohio State game can literally change everything, being the last game of the year. But for me, I'm going to be hopeful, I guess, if they perform well against Notre Dame and then encouraged as we see some of these guys, like a Shea Patterson, if he's going to start develop. I mean, if Shea Patterson comes out and throws five touchdowns against SMU, that's got to be a positive outlook on the rest of the season, correct? Yes.
1: Um, yes. I I guess is the, is a the simple answer. Um, first, I just want to say I think the Notre Dame game could be an even bigger win than Florida was last year. Based on where this team finished last year compared to the previous year and and Notre Dame you know, being a bigger team than Florida, and the simple fact that it's Michigan-Notre Dame, it's a big rivalry, it's a true road game, I think it's a huge, huge win if they can get that. Um, and back to your question, if, if he goes out and throws, whatever quarterback goes out and throws five touchdowns against SMU or whoever, Yes, it's, it's good, um, but why did he throw five touchdowns? Were they behind at any point? Were, was the running game terrible? Were, I, you know, There's so many things that go into that, but if a guy can go out and perform, then yes, I'm happy with his performance, but overall it's going to be the team that gets us there because, like you said, last year we lose Wilton Spate to, in the Purdue game, and all of a sudden the season turns around, and that's the difference between – you know, being a pretty good team and being a championship team. Alabama throws in a backup quarterback in the national championship. doesn't phase them at all. They go out and ball, and they win it all. So we just got to be, you know, top to bottom, the best team in the Big Ten and hope that we get a shot at the national championship. So before we wrap this up, let's turn to quarterbacks. One of the things that I'm most
0: excited about, obviously, is the quarterback battle, but more importantly, the depth at quarterback. Now, you've got an unproven guy, Joe Milton. Uh, and even uh, McCaffrey, Dylan McCaffrey, where you, you simply just don't know uh, what they would do on the field. Now you've got Shea Patterson, unproven at Michigan, uh, with some injury problems at Ole Miss, balled out a little bit his, his freshman year and had some good games last year, but also made some bad decisions. And then you got Brandon Peters, who was super young last year, kind of thrown into things a lot later than people hoped he would have been, uh, and John Corns struggles. Uh, but he's returning and, and probably looking to prove some people wrong after a horrible bowl performance. And so at least this year, and there's obviously going to be a guy that separates themselves from the others, and hopefully two, but this year, if, if there happens to be a, a freakish injury which happened to Wilton Spate, you've got to feel more comfortable in terms of the depth at
1: quarterback, do you not? Oh, absolutely, and that's what I was getting at earlier. I think, to me, I think it's really a, a two-man race for the quarterback spot, and Other people might say three, some might say four. For me, I'm not going to speak on Joe Milton because I simply don't know enough about him because he's played high school football, and that's all I've seen. So I don't like to speculate and say, oh, man, this guy's going to be great because I read that he has a laser rocket arm and and can run and do all this great stuff. Um, Dylan McCaffrey, it seemed at times last year, well, not last year, but maybe during the documentary and – Maybe just my own speculation that maybe the college game was just a little bit over his head at that time last year. Um, you know, he was obviously redshirted, and uh, with all the injuries and the struggles last year, if a guy is that good, and you are still in some sort of a chance to win some games, why not? Why not give him that chance? Absolutely. Um, obviously, Brandon Peters was there, but when he gets hurt why not give him a chance? I know it's late in the season. You can make the argument both ways. Needless to say, I think he's another year mature. I think maybe he's there. I hope he's there. I hope it's a three man race. Cause that just pushes everybody to be better. But, uh, for me, really the two guys at the top, uh, Shea Patterson and, and Brandon Peters, I'm excited to see how that shakes down. Um, really to answer your question, I guess, yes, the depth is much, much better than it was last year. Um, I'm just interested to see what happens Game One if uh, Shea Patterson doesn't trot out there to take the first snap. Are people going to lose their mind? Is the season going to be you know up in arms at that point, or what's going to happen? Are people going to get behind Brandon Peters and and support him because I think I think he's got all the talent in the world. Um, we'll just have to see. I think the new register rules really going to change some things,
0: especially with a guy like Joe Millen. You can actually see him out there against a Western Michigan uh, or against an SMU if that's a game that uh, turns out in Michigan's favor in terms of, of creating a gap to get players out there as well as other players that uh, just simply need to see the field just for, for the future of their their careers. And so I think that that, Jim Harbaugh is a big fan of that. I think a lot of us are a big fan of that. I think a guy like McCaffrey would have saw more time Absolutely. Uh, with that rule in place last year, which ultimately would have allowed him to to be in a position to help out the team. But yeah, I'm right with you. I I would love to see him develop. I'd love to see it be an honest four man race for quarterback. Yeah. I like to have what Ohio State had a few years back where Braxton Miller goes down and JT Barrett comes in and he goes down and then Cardell Jones wins a national championship. I mean that's that's a good built football team. And Jim Harbaugh's a quarterback guy and every year we wonder when is he finally gonna develop a guy From beginning to end, uh, even beyond what he did eventually with Jake Rudock in the one year he had him, I think this is the year that a lot of people will be looking at that, especially us, and so I definitely look forward to it. Well, that's where we're going to wrap up. Hopefully we can uh, get together more often as the summer ends and and football comes right around the corner. Uh, As always, a pleasure uh, podcasting and giving you guys something to listen to. Follow us at Wolverine Sounds, and we'll catch you next time.